0: Lord God, we thank you for your amazing grace toward us, that you have washed us clean, made us white as snow in your eyes through Jesus, our Savior. Lord, such generosity overwhelms us. Teach us, Lord, to be generous in response. In your name we pray, amen. God's peace to you, friends, and welcome to uh, part two, you might say, week number two of our new sermon series. Throughout the month of November, we are extending the invitation to you to join us on what we're calling the generosity journey. And uh, over these next three weeks, we're going to explore the quality of our generosity. In fact, we're going to be focusing today and for the next two Sundays on three key biblical concepts relative to the quality of our generosity. And we see these things taught throughout the Scriptures. The three elements of the quality of our generosity are intentional, sacrificial, and joyful. Intentional means that it's something that's planned in advance, and we're going to explore that further today. Next week, we'll talk about the second one, sacrificial, which means that, yeah, there's, there's a bit of a pinch to the practice. It doesn't mean you have to lose an arm or a leg, but sacrificial generosity means that there's a bit of a pinch to the process. And joyful has the idea that in spite of the resources that we forfeit to the cause, our joy increases as we trust that those resources are being utilized for a higher good, for a heavenly good. Today, though, we want to focus on the first concept, and that is of being intentional. That our generosity is something that is planned in advance. Let me ask you how important is advance planning? Well, we've probably all heard that old adage that if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Right? Advanced planning is extremely important. It's, it's certainly important in business. Advanced planning is important in our family life. It's important in our individual, personal life. Now, you don't have to raise your hands on this question, but let me just ask, how many of us have made an impulsive decision and then later regretted having made that decision? I have. I'll just raise my hand. I've I've made impulsive decisions and realized later, yeah, I really should have thought that through first. I wish I hadn't done that. We've probably all done that. Why do we plan? Well, it, it, it minimizes failure. It minimizes embarrassment. And it maximizes the impact of our decision. And think about this. We plan most for what we value most. We plan most for what we value most, for that which is most important to us. And so the question is, what do you value most? Christian ministry certainly is a value to those who follow Jesus. And it's a value for which I would assume all of us have a desire to support with our generosity. As you think about your own finances, no doubt you direct your finances into a wide variety of areas in your life. You probably direct intentionally some of your resources to your savings or to investments for the future. You're intentional about directing some of your resources to paying your mortgage payment or your monthly rent payment. You direct resources to pay for things like food and and clothing to cover the cost of utilities and so on and so on. But let me ask you, how intentional are you about specifically directing some of your resources for Christian ministry? And how intentional are you about making that decision in advance before you, say, show up for a worship service on a Sunday morning. Now, understand that the quantity of our generosity is is not the focus this morning. The intentional quality of our generosity is what we're we're centering in on today. You see, generosity is not accidental. It doesn't just all of a sudden happen. Generosity is something that's intentional. And if you think about it, God's generosity was not accidental either. Think about what God did. He planned from eternity how he was going to save this world from the effects of sin. He decided in advance that he would come into this world himself in human form, in the form of that little babe of Bethlehem. And the birth of Jesus in that stable long ago was no accident. It was part of God's big advance plan to be generous. And that eternal plan of God to be generous to the world also, of course, included a cross a cross on which that same Jesus of Bethlehem grew up now to be the man to give his life for you and me. He gave his life intentionally and generously that you and I might be forgiven of our sins and have the assurance of eternal life through faith in him. I mean, just think for a moment of the immensity of God's generosity toward us, God showed us mercy. When by all rights, He he should have sent us all to hell for our sins, He showed us mercy because of what Jesus did. He gave us His grace. What we don't deserve, He gave us His grace that assures us that we're forgiven, that we're, we're promised eternal life in heaven with Him. And all of that, friends, all of that he planned in advance for us. I really think that it's God's intentional generosity that is the best motivator for us to then be intentionally generous. You know, we're not generous because we have to be. We don't give because of the law. We don't give because someone is threatening us if we don't or telling us that we have to. No, we give generously as a response to God's intentional generosity toward us. This is what the Apostle Paul is writing about in today's text. He explains in 2 Corinthians 8, starting at verse 7, uh, about how we respond to his generosity. We pick up here where we left off last week. And you remember that... That uh, for this series in November we're looking at these two chapters from Second Corinthians, chapters eight and nine. And uh, he he writes to the Christians in the city of Corinth, Greece, that's southern Greece, and he references those who live up north in Macedonia as examples of people who are very generous in their giving. So we pick up now with verse seven, where it says, "Since you excel in so many ways in your faith." your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us, I want you to also excel in this gracious act of giving. I am not commanding you to do this, notice. I'm not commanding you to do this. But I'm testing how genuine your love is by comparing it with the eagerness of the other churches. And now here's the key verse, verse 9. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ though he was rich yet for your sakes he became poor so that by his poverty you he could make you rich just consider again the riches that are ours in Christ Jesus he gives us his mercy He showers us with his grace. He forgives our sins. He gives us the gift of eternal life. The king of the universe adopted you and me as his children. Think about what that means. As children of God, we are heirs of everything God owns. We inherit heaven itself. And all the riches of heaven are yours and mine. Talk about generosity on God's part. And what's really amazing, friends, is that none of that was accidental. It wasn't a last-minute decision on God's part. God planned in advance to be generous to us. He intentionally planned in advance to give His Son to be our Savior. And I have to ask, doesn't that call for an intentional, generous response from us. Will you join us on this generosity journey going forward? And would you consider taking an intentional step with your generosity in terms of the frequency of your giving? Instead of... uh, Showing up on a Sunday and giving a few bucks in the offering plate every so often, would you consider an ongoing, regular gift? And would you please accept this challenge to take the time to intentionally plan out in advance how you will provide that gift? It should be something well thought out, planned in advance. You know, here at Shepherd of the Desert, we have a variety of instruments to assist you in sharing your gifts for the sake of mission and ministry. Here are four ways that you can practice intentional giving at Shepherd. And you have these, by the way, on the bottom of your uh, worship guide this morning so that you can look at this again uh, later at home. But consider these four instruments and ways of intentionally planning your giving for the sake of the ministry. You could, for example, uh, use the traditional uh, offering envelopes and write a check or put cash in the envelope and bring that each Sunday and place it into the, the offering plate each Sunday. That could be one of the ways that you plan your giving for the support of the ministry. Or you could set something up Uh, with your bank, where it's automatically debited from your bank account to the church. And it's done in advance at the rate that you decide. Or you could give every Sunday or however often by your telephone. (laughs) You can text SOTDAZ to the number there on the screen and follow the steps to give from your telephone and do that on a regular basis. Or you can go onto our website to the giving page at shepherdaz.church and decide to give online. Whatever you choose, do it intentionally and do it in advance. That's the key, doing it in advance and being intentional about it. But I would also ask that you pray about your generosity. I would encourage you to see the whole process of giving not just as another bill to pay, but rather to see it as a part of your worship life because really bringing our offerings to the Lord is a part of the way we worship the Lord. And so pray about this. Make sure your generosity is a part of your entire worship life giving praise to God. You know, the generosity journey is uh, intentional and sacrificial and joyful, and it is a journey that is one that we learn from Jesus himself when we study his life. I mean, think about the intentional, sacrificial, joyful generosity of Jesus throughout his life and ministry. It was all marked by generosity. He would heal the sick He would raise the dead back to life so generously. He proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God, and he offered new life, eternal life, to all who would receive it by faith, all so generously, like a sower that sows the seed to all. And the night before he was nailed to a cross, he very intentionally, and generously prepared his special supper for his disciples. He had it all laid out in advance, even the place where it was going to happen. And friends, as we prepare to receive the Lord's Supper in a few moments, this sacramental gift intentionally prepared for us by Jesus, let's consider how deeply Jesus was generous for us, how deeply he gave of himself toward us. And then let's let the riches of his grace be what moves us and motivates us and empowers us to be intentionally generous in return. It's all a response of thanksgiving to what he has first done for us. Next week in our generosity journey, we're going to explore the second component of the quality of our generosity, and that is being sacrificial. But may the Lord bless you as you intentionally and prayerfully plan in advance concerning your generosity. May His love move you to respond. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray. We thank you, God, for your amazing grace toward us, for your advanced generosity that you planned for us in the person of your son, Jesus. Let his love for us, Lord, move us to respond accordingly, to be intentional and in advance planning out our ways to be generous. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.